Step into the incense and whiskey sanctuary with mindfulness enthusiasts and verified whiskey lovers, Mecca and Ashley, as they discuss all the random topics they love, from mindfulness to memes. This is Ashley. And this is Mecca. Sonia Phillips is a Washington, D.C. congressional researcher by day and an essential oil enthusiast and wellness advocate by night. It is her passion and ministry to educate women about the health benefits of essential oils and other natural, alternative, and safe approaches to healing. She first started using essential oils herself two years ago and fell in love after she began seeing positive results. Today, she's here to spread the word. So welcome, Sonia. Tell us what got you into essential oils. This topic is near and dear to my heart, so I love to talk about it endlessly. Um, I got into essential oils because um, in my early to mid-30s, I was starting to see some issues with my health, in particular hormone-related issues. And I was going to visit doctors and taking them my problems and discussing with them um, what I was experiencing. And um, you know the the solutions that were offered to me were only surgical or prescription related, um, or the option that they gave me was to live with the pain that I was experiencing. And so, because those were not sufficient answers for me, I set out on a journey, a health and wellness journey, I call it, to find answers for myself. And so, in that process, I um, assembled a team of people that I jokingly call my wellness warriors. Oh, I and love that. They, <laughs> <laughs> and all these warriors consisted of, you know, acupuncturists, colon hydrotherapists, massage therapists, herbalists, and naturopaths. And so in the process of visiting these people and just sitting at their feet to learn from them, I learned so much about so many different things and ways to heal your body naturally and healthily. Um, and, um, and that's what led me to essential oils. Um, mm-hmm. it, yeah. That's great. And so can you tell us, since you've been on this, this journey and this path for some time now, can you tell us about the different ways that you've used essential oils and how did you go about learning uh, those ways to use them? So um, as I stated before, the, the number one problem that I was facing at that time was hormone related in, specific, in um, particular, um, a specific condition um, that was uterine fibroids. And so my focus was on that trying to have ways to not only alleviate the pain and uh, manage the symptoms, but to try to get to the root cause, right? So, um, you know, essential oils was one of many things and many different modalities that I did. But in the process of starting there, I bought um, particular ones, thyme, clary sage, frankincense, and started with those. And then um, as I learned how to use them topically, aromatically, and internally, Mm. um, I grew my oil collection and started using them for a number of other things beyond fibroids and beyond, um, you know, hormone balancing elements. Um, But it was very important to do my research and kind of go through experiments and and trial and error to get to the quality oils. You know, Mm -hmm. I started out probably like most people, one, never even knowing that essential oils had any 
um, that they were plant medicine and they had any healing capabilities at all. Right. You know, I never saw them that way. You see them as air fresheners and just, you know, kind of cute decorative things that you have and nothing more than that. Um, but, you know, if you can get good, do your research to find good quality food grade oils, you can use them aromatically and topically. So um, that's kind of how I started with the process of, of learning, you know, maybe the grocery store oils or, or whatever you buy off the guy in the cart on the side of the street. With incense and, you know, and sage and all that, that was probably are not legit. <laughs> um, you don't think so? I, you know, you're probably, <laughs> I believe you. I believe you. And usually you can tell by, you know, the price point, like what they, t- to get good quality oils that come from a plant that was grown in the right climate, the right part of the world, use the right soil, the right amount of rain and sunshine. Um, there's a process for that, right? So, uh, and, and you're going to pay for that process and you pay for quality. So if you get like a frankincense, for example, which is the king of oils, one of the most precious oils and somebody's selling it to you for 10 bucks, that's not legit. That's not so, like you Just know that. That's a <laughs> biblical <laughs> You're not getting a, a high-end oil like that for, you know, a couple bucks. So, Tanya, one thing I heard you say is that you were taking some of the oils internally. Did you say that? Yes. Like, that's one thing I've never heard of. I know people use them for all kind of, like, um, ailments and, of course, like, aromatherapy. Like, how do you know when you can take them internally? And is there a specific type of oils? So for the company um, that I'm a wellness advocate for, we have high quality food grade oils. And right there on the label for the bottle, you can see if it's one that's safe to take internally or not. So for example, if it's an essential oil blend, um, something that they put together to maybe help you sleep and relax at night, but it's not one that you should take internally, mm. it'll say essential oil blend. Um, there's also some that will flat out say essential oil. And one, you know, dead giveaway is if one of the wood oils, like hoe wood, cedar wood, sandalwood, kind of common sense that you would not take those internally. Right? Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. But if it says essential oil supplement, a supplement, like a vitamin and supplement, that is one that it's okay to take internally. And there are different ways that you can do that. Um, you can get a veggie capsule and make up your own, um, mm. depending on what condition you're trying to treat. You want to work on you know, suppressing your appetite or you want to work on lowering your cholesterol or whatever, you know, you can mix up your own veggie capsule. Just take that internally. Um, A common way to take it internally also is to drop it um, in water. Put a couple drops in water, a couple drops in your tea, things you're going to drink anyway. Just spice it up, flavor it up a little bit. And um, you could also drop it under your tongue, uh, put it on the roof of your mouth. But but yeah, and and of course, don't do it to excess. Right. Um, they're, they're food grade. They come from plants. So I love it. I love the fact that you kind of given us an idea of all the different ones. So just kind of run it back. Which oil do you use to suppress your appetite? (laughs) That's the one that knows. (laughs) Right. That's a good question. So, um, there are several that you can use actually. Um, you can use grapefruit, um, as one is grapefruit is a really good appetite suppressant. And that's something that I was fortunate to learn even before I found out about essential oils. So snacking on grapefruit throughout the day mm-hmm. and specifically grapefruit, not oranges, not tangerines, not any of the other <laughs> something about grapefruit that does it for you. Okay. And, uh, so the grapefruit oil is really good. And also cinnamon. Oh. Cinnamon, cinnamon is one um, that I think is helpful for like cravings and distractions in general, because um, a lot of people that are trying to kick nasty habits, like say, for example, cigarette smoking, there are some oils that are great for that. 
they have okay. a really high price point. Like for example, Melissa. Melissa is a very precious oil, um, but it's, it's on the pricier side. So when some people are looking for things to um, distract their mind and their mouth um, from overeating or from smoking or things like that, I might suggest cinnamon. And you can even take like toothpicks and marinate them, so to speak, in mm -hmm. the cinnamon oil. Okay. Olive oil, cinnamon oil, grapefruit, put it in a jar, marinate it, and then um, you can, can chew on that throughout the day. Um, okay. rather than eating. You can also put those oils directly in your water and drink them. That's I what I do. It. I love yeah. it. Supplements. I think this is all good, all good information. One thing that you said is that you were going to doctors and you didn't really get the answers in the help that you thought you needed. So you kind of took your own health in your, um, in your own hands. And I think that's really important to hear because a lot of people sometimes kind of feel like, you know, even now in this day and age, going to the doctor can be a little bit difficult because of the, 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 the state of where we are right now in regards to like the, um, Corona, you know, and just not being able to get the essential needs that, that you may have um, in regards to like any ailments in your body. So to be able to get the information, like, okay, this is the thing that's wrong and being able to create a plan on your own to actually solve the issue. Now we're not saying that you shouldn't go to the hospital, you shouldn't go to the doctor. What we're saying is that there's a way to be feel empowered and uh, aid yourself in your healing, right? Absolutely. And I, I think that's incredibly important because, um, you know, I am not of the mindset of bashing the medical community and doctors and hospitals at all, right? So if I, you know, get shot in my thigh or, or break, twist my ankle, you know, you can't put essential oils in a bullet wound. Definitely you can't put not. essential oils on a broken bone, right? I need okay. to go to a hospital. I need to okay. see a doctor, right? So, um, so not talking about things like that because there, there's a group of people that will not, uh, you know, yeah. no matter what. I know a person or two who, right. may, yeah. you know, it's those same people that are like, you can just meditate away pain and you can know Ashley. I believe you can to a point and to like Sonia is saying, you know, after a certain <laughs> point, you can right. medical right. attention beyond right. that. But I wanted to ask, um, we just talked about ingesting the oils. I wanted to ask you, if you're applying oils topically, could you talk to us a little bit more about um, what type of oils you'd be applying topically and are there key points where you would be applying the oils on your body? Um, so again, depending on what the issue is that you're trying to work on is where you would apply the oils and which ones you would use, you know? So if you're wanting to work on acne, you may use some tea tree. If you want to work on wrinkles, you may use some myrrh, frankincense and myrrh, or mm -hmm. even some rose, um, and, or the age range, because you can use oils on children you know, as well. Um, you may dilute the oil. So you may use a carrier oil rather than putting it directly on your skin. Um, another thing that I do monthly, and, and this was a, a part of what sold me and sucked me into essential oils, was on my abdomen in the areas where you have those problems every month, take your Clary's age, you take your thyme, your geranium, Roman chamomile, and rub it on that area, mm. massage it on there. That's a good and idea. It will, it will absorb into the skin and it will help you and you will see quick benefits. I've never ever um, recommended it to anyone that didn't come back to me with rave reviews mm. and I wouldn't recommend it if I hadn't had rave reviews and results myself, you know? Um, and also on the bottoms of the feet, like there's all kinds of various, um, pulse points and reflexology points and different entry points 
And so the, the bottoms of the feet are a really good one. Um, around the ankles is where I apply oil sometimes because those areas um, correspond to the ovaries and the uterus. Mm-hmm. And the same thing in men, it, it um, corresponds to the testes and to their sex organs as well. So that's a good place to apply oils. Um, and then if, if you ever see an acupuncturist, the different points that they, they use, some of them actually incorporate essential oils into their acupuncture session. Mm-hmm. And so again, you know, if they know what it is, what condition you're working on, they can advise you on where the best place to put them is. But oftentimes, um, you know, the bottom of the feet, um, the wrists, the back of the neck, temples, things like that, those are key areas. I love that. You mentioned um, using a carrier oil. I'm assuming because it may not, using an essential oil directly in your skin may not be safe. Um, I'm guessing that. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong. What kind of carrier oil um, would we use with an essential oil? So there are some essential oils that you can use neat, uh, what they call neat. And what that means is you don't need a carrier oil. With okay. Um, Just like my bourbon. Yeah. That's perfect. You like, right. You like your bourbon, like, like your neat. So, um, so <laughs> it would depend on what the oil is. There are some key ones that you probably almost always want to use a, a carrier oil with. Something that's going to be hot, like oregano. That's a hot oil. Thyme is a hot oil. Cinnamon is hot. Um, clove is hot. And they all have amazing healing properties. I love all of them, but they are strong in their smell and they are strong in their touch. So you, you always want to use a, a carrier oil with those. Some of the others, you don't necessarily have to, and it depends on the effect that you're going for. Like, I don't know if you want to use it as your perfume, um, you might put it on directly, you know, um, but different carrier oils, uh, avocado, coconut, castor, black seed mm, oil. Okay determine what texture you like and what um what scent you like or don't like um with our essential oil line we also carry one carrier oil which is just a fractionated coconut oil and when you get it in a fractionated state that means it's going to always be liquid because usually when you buy coconut oil it's solid Mm -hmm. and then if it's heated it'll melt but then when it's removed from the heat uh, and it cools off it'll solidify again fractionated coconut oil um never never solidify. So that's a good carry oil. And that one has no scent at all. So yeah. you only have to worry about that. oil. But using a carry oil really can be effective for your essential oils because it dilutes them. So you don't use too much and it helps them spread better and absorb better into your skin. Okay. So it's actually better. Like for example, if you're going to put them on the bottom of your feet, when you go to sleep at night and get in the bed, they recommend that you use a carrier oil and then put on your essential oil, and then even put on socks. Mm-hmm. And that helps you retain a lot of the benefits of the oil. So you you know you don't immediately wipe it off on your sheets. You know right. exactly. Kind of feeling it in with the socks. Okay. Yeah, I like that. I did that with some tea tree oil the other day. And what was the benefit of that? What What did it feel like, and what did it do? For me, it was like warming. I mean, for two reasons. A, I felt congested a little bit. So I did coconut oil and a tea tree oil and I, you know, slabbed up my chest. Slathered yourself up. (laughs) Under my nose. And then I did it under feet. I did some real old school grandma. But the socks, I was like, oh, that's perfect. Because, you know, you think about people putting on some type of foot cream and then they put their socks on to seal the deal so using the essential oils it basically just seals the deal and under your feet it felt you know it was a warming a warming tingling feeling so it was just one of those like 
I don't know. It was natural and it felt good. <laughs> I didn't have all the knowledge that I have now, but I feel like I was on the right track. <laughs> and for anybody who is still averse to putting them on your skin, um, there are other ways that you can get the benefits from, you know, the aromatherapy part, right? So if you have scarves, um, this is what I recommend for people that have to go into the office back in the days when we were still going into an office. Um, but if you're in like a cubicle or a space where you don't want to offend anybody else, um, you can have your own diffuser bracelet. You know, you have some beads and it. You can put it where only you can smell it or you can put it in, in scarves um, if you don't want to put it. Good idea. Mecca, I just found your Christmas gift. <laughs> <laughs> My diffuser scarf. Okay. Diffuser scarf. I'll take I'll it. You a bracelet. It's going to be a surprise. One of the two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I love this information, Sonia. This is super helpful because it kind of gives us an idea of the different ways we can use essential oils, why we use them, and just kind of empowering ourselves with uh, the knowledge to kind of like aid our healing again. Yeah. Uh, Wait, there's like, so much more we could be asking you, but if there was something that you could leave our listeners with that you felt was key information when thinking about using essential oils, what would it be in your opinion? I would say definitely keep an open mind, do your research, make sure you get good quality oils. That's something that you can talk to me about if you want to. Um, and, and, and definitely try them and experiment. I find that a lot of people who are averse to them is because maybe it's a hashtag or it's a pop culture thing to just play down essential oils. And so many of those people have never even used them. They don't even know what they are, you know? So it's really helpful. Um, I give people samples, you know, and I, and I turn skeptics into believers um, one, one sample at a time, you know, and <laughs> And like, you know, with myself, like I said, I started on the hormone journey and I wanted to educate other people about that, you know, and beyond just fibroids, but all phases of um, a woman and the different things that we can experience, you know. So um, I put together a six class series with one of my um, essential oil partners. We put together a six class series where we literally handled um, the life cycle of a woman from cradle to grave. Mm. So in our first class, we talk about like um, the preteens, teens, early 20s, all the issues that she may experience that. And we really focus on um, the whole picture. So not just essential oils and not just trying to sell you essential oils. Of course, we make recommendations throughout the class about how that can help you and support you. Mm -hmm. But we talk about diet, nutrition, sleep, everything, your whole lifestyle, what you're putting on your body and in your body and how you're cooking your food. You get all of that in our class. The second mm -hmm. class we dealt with was the one that focused on hormone problems. So like your fibroids, PCOS, endometriosis, thyroid health. Um, and then the third class is where we talked about breast health because that's incredibly important. And a lot of people have um, regimens and protocols that they go through on a regular basis. You can add essential oils to that mm -hmm. and that um, can, can be even more powerful. Mm. And in the fourth class, we moved into fertility and how you can use essential oils and other health and wellness practices and good lifestyle changes help boost fertility um, and have more success in that area. Fifth class was postpartum and we dealt with a number of postpartum issues um, beyond just depression. We talked about that as well, but there are so many other things that come, come along with that. When your hormones fluctuate, that changes hair, that changes skin, that changes so many things. Right. And then the last class um, was menopause. 
So the different phases of menopause, whether it was, um, you know, pre, peri, post, uh, we talked about all of that and what you can expect and how essential oils can support that process as well. So that was something that we offered. We started in May and we did it through uh, July. And we learned so much um, in the process and we wanted to take what our participants gave us and you know, do a new and improved version and offer it again. So hopefully it's gonna be coming up towards maybe the end of October into November, um, a new and improved version. We're gonna try to polish it and give everybody, package it into a really good um, class series. I love so, that. Yeah. 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 So tell us, Sonia, where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about essential oils or to participate in one of your classes? Definitely, you can always hashtag slide into my DMs on Instagram if you would like. Um, yeah. My handle is at Sonia Oils. So just my first name, S-O-N-Y-A, and then O-I-L-S, Sonia Oils. Um, and also, you can visit my website, which is, again, my name, soniaphillips.com, and that'll take you directly to my doTERRA website where you can read all about essential oils, how to use them aromatically, topically, internally. If you like to read things, there's a ton of information there. Or if you like to look at short video clips, if that's quicker for you, um, so much information. You can go through all of the oils that we offer um, and what their benefits are. And um, even type in any particular condition or ailment or that you have and see if there's a blog post mm, or a document yeah. that speaks just you know, exactly to that. But yeah, I can be reached Instagram through that website. Um, and even, you know, directly through my email address, that is my name with a middle initial. So Sonia N, the letter N, Phillips at gmail.com. Perfect. We're looking, for, I will be reaching out. I may need right. a it. So we will, <laughs> we will both be reaching out. Sounds good to me. I have questions mm -hmm. too. So you'll hear from both of us. Okay. <laughs> Sounds good. So this was perfect. You guys have the information on how to reach out to Sonia, both Instagram, email, websites. Thank you for being here. Thank you for talking to our listeners and um, giving us some knowledge that we didn't have. So much appreciated. Thank you. Mecca, I have been curious about crystals. I know you've given me the rundown before, but I, what can you tell me? I feel like I have forgotten since our last conversation. So can you tell me what, what should I know if I like am dipping my toe into knowing more about crystals? Where, yeah. where would you start me? Well, I think crystals, um, healing crystals have definitely become very popular within the last, you know, recent, they've already were popular, but I feel like they became more popular because of their healing properties within the last few months. Um, so basically like healing, healing crystals, and this is just my opinion. It's, there's so many different, um, aspects of this, but I'll kind of just make this a little bit quick, but basically, um, it's just a, it's just another, like a healing alternative, right? It's one of those things that we talk about empowering yourselves to be able to kind of aid yourself in your healing. Mm -hmm. So, you know, they kind of were formed like in the ancient times of like Hinduism and Buddhism. And the important part of it was that these particular crystals had all these healing properties that can support, um, support you in various ailments, self-care and healing powers that can give you as well as like 
not only like healing for ailments, but also like healing and empowerment or, you know, can shift your energy. That's the other piece of it. It's, it has the ability of sh- shifting your energy. Okay. Um, and so a lot of people use them in sense of they want a thing to manifest. And when I say thing, that could be um, a feeling that they want to have. There may be a healing that they want to have. Maybe they have headaches. Maybe they, um, their dog is barking too much. Maybe they um, or need more motivation. Or you know, maybe they just want to feel more powerful in conversations. Maybe they have a, um, a, a fear of speaking in public. There's so many different things that you would want to use it a crystal for Mm -hmm. so um you know it's just like kind of like your empowerment tool just another power tool to aid you into being your best self that's the easiest way to without getting too technical about it okay um two okay so i wanted to talk about some of the the newer crystals some of them are new some of them aren't for me so there's a few crystals um that i wanted to talk about today specifically now mind you the um the crystal that is like the master healer, the one that people, if you are buying crystals for the very first time and don't know much about it, but it's kind of like a universal crystal is a clear quartz. So a clear oh. quartz kind of looks like a smoky ice cube a little okay. bit. And that right there, if you don't know anything about any crystal, that's the easiest to go to because it is like, it's like, you know, water. It's can be used in everything. Oh, okay. Right? I was wondering where we were going with this. Okay. Um, so the ones that I'm going to talk about today are the, the, some of the, I bought a couple of, I bought a couple of newer ones um, within the last few days that I'll share. One of them is um, a citron. A citron is like a, um, it's like light brown, amber color. Okay. Um, and you can buy these crystals in a tumble. A tumble means like a rock. It could be um, in a wand where it's kind of like, it looks like a little bit of a, uh, a miniature or a long wand that you can kind of hold um as well as like you know it looks like it would have come it would have been chiseled from the actual um a, a crystal rock so it comes in all these different forms so a citron um to just make it easier are used with light makers happiness joy light the magic of life it helps with manifesting wealth and abundance so it's one of those kind of crystals that you got to keep with yourself if you want to feel light bring lightness to people, um, happiness. If there's something that you're trying to manifest and that doesn't necessarily mean money, it could be anything that you're trying to manifest. That's one of a a, a central kind of easy stone that you can find a crystal that you can find and keep in your pocket. Sometimes I keep it in my bosom. Um, always keep one that's like a a, a larger that I would have on display within my home. Wait, so you know, I got to ask you this, Mecca. So when you say you keep it in your bosom, I'm assuming you, you, you're tucking it into your bra? Yeah. And you like just wear it with you throughout the day? Yeah. Okay. Close yeah, to I mean, it's small enough to where you won't know. It's not like oh, something. Yeah, I would imagine that. It's tumble. So yeah. Okay. Um, Close to the hoard. Got it. Yeah. So that's citron and then another popular one is amethyst amethyst i love it because this is a beautiful purple purple mm-hmm. is my favorite color um and it's just so powerful and so um one of the best crystals to use for like meditation it assists with sleeping it opens up your intuition third eye um it's one of the most effective stones crystals for healing people plants and animals okay. so it's something that i actually keep i keep a tumble 
Um, and I also keep a larger one that's kind of on display in my home because the color is rich. It's a really nice display. And then I do love the properties of them. Um, another one is called turquoise, um, turquoise stone, uh, crystal. And I use it, I interchange between stone and crystal. So it's one okay. and the same. Okay. Um, and that's used another master healer, health protection and wisdom. So a lot of people like to keep that as one of those things you it's um, a level up from a, a clear quartz because it also has the health and protection and wisdom. If you want to use that instead of clear quartz, you totally can. Um, some of the, the properties and the benefits that I talk about, they all may like run together. They all like cross train together, if that's the better way to understand it. Mm -hmm. They're parallel with their descriptions. Uh, selenite. Selenite. That one is really cool because it is like a clear opaque I'm um, sorry a, a opaque white and it usually has like these little thin layers that that create one large form okay. um so if that makes sense like a thin thin tons of thin layers that create a large form mm -hmm. um and this is considered like liquid like helps in cleansing one's own light and protection so with selenite I usually I have that in as a wand and when I say wand think of like a, a large sage stick um oh. like a, you know a pencil something that's long and you just kind of use it as a way to you know cleanse um bring light and protection amongst yourself your home so you would pass it over you similarly or your home similarly as you would for like a sage um, exactly okay got it exactly exactly okay. um so you have that and then uh another one that i just recently got was a goldstone um, a goldstone similar to like um, amethyst. I love the color of it because it's so rich um, with gold, uh, like a brown uh, amber color, but then it has like these little gold sparkle specks in them. And that one is supposed to bring you light and happiness to your life. So it's like an overall general, um, and I'm giving you the very general meanings of this to kind of keep it sure. condensed, but by all means, ask me whatever questions. That brings light and happiness to your life. So you've kind of heard me say uh, goldstones, selenite, amethyst, um, and citron are ones that have light. Light and happiness are the, those are the running themes for that. So there's another one that I got specifically for a chakra that I've kind of been working on and just like working on my own chakras. Is, now, let me see if I say this right. It's called agronite. Agronite is a grounding stone. So when a grounding stone is then um kind of associated with root chakra so it gets to the root of the problem that's what that's kind of like what you would use this um i wanted to show it to you so that color is like a kind of like a cross between lemonade and orange juice mixed together Ooh, so that's that the color good. of it okay. okay and then um that color that 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 crystal is like your grounding stone your root chakra so whenever you're working on like you know maybe you're meditating on your root chakra maybe you are um you know lighting camera i'm sorry light, lighting candles incense you know doing all the things to kind of activate that chakra that's a really nice stone to have um on hand so that was the stones that i or crystals that i've been working with right now um there's always there's, I mean, there's so many different crystals out there. I mean, thousands. So those are the six that I'm that I kind of have on on deck right now. Okay. Uh, with a tiger's eye, all kind of things. But the short of it is, it's another empowerment tool to 
to help aid in your own healing. So when you say these are the ones that you're cycling, I think you said cycling with right now, do you, do you go through periods where you're focusing on the properties of certain crystals and then maybe other periods you may use? Exactly. Crystals you had before, or it sounds like these are newer in your collection. So yep. Okay. This is not new. I just got a new, a new amethyst uh, crystal, larger one to put in the house in my living room. But yes, those are the ones I'll cycle through. And some of them I cycled through a uh, continuous. So I always have amethyst. I'll always have clear quartz. Um, that's going to be a staple. It's kind of like having, you know, you'll always have sugar, salt in the house, maybe, right? Some people always have, you're going to always have some water. So uh, abstinence, that's another very popular one, which is a black one. It's a, a protector. That's all it's for. Well, not all it's for, but it's a protection, a very well-known uh, protection crystal. So those are like, you know, clear, uh, clear quartz, rose quartz, uh, abstinence, uh, I'm sorry, abstinence, um, obsidian. Um, and Jasper and Rose Quartz is is love, right? Love yourself. Right. Rose Quartz is the one that I your heart. That's a pretty popular one as well. Okay. Um, and then, can you talk to us about the care of your crystals? Do you store them any particular yeah. way? Or so, like right now, I have some of them displayed in the house. Um, I usually keep candles and plants near them. I always like to have the the elements near them, so I always want to have some fire. Um, uh, water, um, air, uh, life next to my crystals. And during the moon cycles, being at full or new moon, I usually charge my um, crystals. We talked about this before too. Like you can do like a charging of your crystals during the moon cycle. You can even make yourself some uh, moon water with some of the crystals that you have. Um, the biggest thing is, so say I've been gone for a while or maybe someone, um, you really don't want anyone touching your crystals just because you want your own, um, your own personality, your own being and your own uh, cohesiveness with them. So but for whatever reason, say someone picks up your crystal, God forbid, you know, you can cleanse it. You can smudge them. You can smudge them with Palo Santos. You can smudge them with sage. Um, and that's kind of like a, a, you know, smudge them and clean them. That's a, a good way of doing it. And then charging them within the uh, full moons is another good way to kind of keep them uh, up and running. Keep them up and running. Okay. Well, I may have to look into picking up some crystals of my own. And I think you gave me some good ones to start with, actually. So I may need to be trying to figure that out. Um, do you have any particular places um, where you think shopping for crystals is more ideal is it okay if i find some and order them well i think finding some that's ethnic ethically sourced is more important right okay. so you can go i would i would i would uh veer away from going to amazon only because you never know how the seller is selling their i'm sorry sourcing their crystals right um, finding a local store is always important and then talking to the owner talk to the people that work there i went to the lotus den today and one thing that i asked i was like oh where do you guys source your crystals we had a whole conversation about that there's a quite a few online shops that i can even put i could include all this in our instagram but there's quite a few online shops that um are very into um specific um 
sacred spaces and sacred lands where they get their crystals. And that's important. It's almost like food, right? You don't want to eat meat from an animal that is having a poor diet because then you have that same poor diet. So you just want to make sure that you are getting crystals that are ethically sourced, um, that are real, and are coming from a reputable uh, vendor. I'll send you a few. I'll actually include a few of them in our uh, Instagram post. Yeah, I love that. Thanks, Becca. You are welcome. So that was your um, crystal. Crystals 101 for the day. Very. I mean, I would say, you know, yes, crystals 101 is so much more that you can go with, but that was a good a good introduction. So yeah. you, have a, you have a good start. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you, Ashley. Thank you. They say opposites attract, but do they? Let's play a game called Fire and Ice. Mecca, I have a fun round of Fire and Ice for you. We're going to okay. do Fire and Ice Historical Figures Edition. All right. Do you know what that means? You're going to tell me. All of the individuals in this round of Fire and Ice are no longer with us. Okay. And today we're going to celebrate their memory by reimagining what they could be doing in these scenarios. Are All you right. ready? Okay, I'm game. I'm game. Okay, so for our first matchup, if Harriet Tubman and Bernie Mac, rest their souls, were choosing people for statues to place <laughs> confederate statues oh boy name one individual that they would together decide they should we should have a statue for Ooh, are these people alive or anything's possible i okay. mean okay yeah. so let me go back harriet tubman and james ba no harriet tubman and bernie mac yes are create are they get to pick one person to replace a confederate Statue. Mm -hmm. All right. And this person could be alive or with us. I'm sorry, alive or not with us anymore. Ooh, okay. I think Bernie Mac and Harriet Tubman. So Bernie Mac is Chicago, funny, you know, family man, kings of comedy. Harriet Tubman out here, like just sweeping up people, just getting us all across the water. Uh, let me see. Let me put this together. Who would they pick? Lord. Um. <laughs> <laughs> it's so many names that it could be. Like, I just what feel like... the first thing that came to your mind? Okay. I just feel like there's so many people that it could be that they would be like, yeah. I mean, the first face that, I, that just showed up is Nina Simone. And then Nina Simone that showed up was um, her smoking a cigarette with a turban on. Like, yes. Like, what? I'm here for that. Like, Listen, what? America needs that statue. I don't know if it already exists or not. I, I just see that. It's the first thing that popped in my head is we, we, gotta, we got grace with Nina Simone. We're with off to a strong on. start here, Mecca. I support that. We're off to a strong start. <laughs> okay. 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 For our next matchup, if. Big pun. Big and pun. Big pun. The rapper. Okay. If big pun and Adam C.J. Walker. Oh my gosh. Bless their souls. Started a candle company. What are some of the scents that they would create? Big pun 
Yes. And Madam C.J. Walker. Madam C.J. Walker. The... Starting a candle company. Yes. What are the scents? Ooh. Uh, ooh. I have some thoughts. Do you want to hear my thoughts? I can hear your thoughts. The, okay, the first thing that came to my mind before you start is hot hair grease. <laughs> <laughs> That's the candle. We're going to have hot hair grease. But it's going to be a bergamot. It's going to be like a bergamot Earl Grey lemon deal going on. Oh, my goodness. Okay, go for it, Ashley. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Um, Well, I was thinking, big pun, Madam C.J. Walker, you know, um, entrepreneurial, those kinds of words came to mind. I thought of wealth and money and so i felt like there would be a candle that smelled like all things expensive just rich ripping with money just rich what's the name drip it might have to be drip we're gonna make it (laughs) present and that might have to be the name of their candle company drip for sure i I actually like that okay all things money so we got drip and we got hot hair grease because you know people love a good funny name that they can say it's like nail polish right we love a good nail polish taxi taxi hopping out on the night you said what okay se and opi got all these crazy okay whatever but i like that all right so on our next matchup james baldwin and katherine johnson brilliant minds they own a winery they're just trying to kick it what's the vibe Okay, okay. James Baldwin, one of the best novelists, authors out there, and Katherine Johnson, a mathematician from NASA, right? Yes. They have a wine company. Yes. And the vibe, that's what I'm talking about? Like, what's the vibe? what's the vibe. Okay. Okay. I'm about to just, I just need you to just kind of work with me. Have you ever been to Morocco before? I have. Oh, okay. Look at you. Okay. So there is a place, and I hope I say this name correctly. There's a place called uh, um, Shay. Am I saying it right? Um, oh, my God. It's my favorite. It's the Blue City. So okay. I see this amazing, like, blue walkway. And I'm say- I said the name incorrectly, so don't at me. But <laughs> there's an amazing blue um, walkway with these candles on the stairs. So you're walking up some candlelit stairs. You walk in and the rooms look like luxury libraries. Um, you see like uh, in beautiful like calligraphy, a math, a math equation. Um, what's one of the what's one of the most famous math equations? Um Girl. There. So one of the most famous math equations is like painted on the wall and this beautiful calligraphy. Um, and the, the, the wine is brought to you in um, stemless wine glasses. Okay. And the coasters are all like quotes from famous books and, uh, and, and trigonometry like equations. And you order your wine on something that looks like a calculator, but it's actually oh! like a menu. Dang, Mecca. So, that was really good. That is what the vibe is. That's the vibe. Very intellectual, very sophisticated, <laughs> cultured, world traveled, okay. knowledgeable. 
I like it. I'm here for it. I want to go to that winery. We may have to build that winery. Yeah, sure. we have to build that one. Okay, so our last matchup. Are you ready, my friend? Okay, I'm ready. Maya Angelou oh, and boy. Aretha Franklin. What? Too soon. We'll have to too soon. But let's say they were playing spades. Ashley. Yes. Maya Angelou and and Aretha Frank, Frank, Franklin playing spades. Yes, playing spades. Okay. What, who's going to be their partners? Who who got who? Who partners can they have? I can't remember. Just oh, have, you're going to have one partner with spades, right? Right, you have one partner with spades. Um, oh, so Maya Angelou. I'll tell you who my so Maya Angelou needs somebody that's a little bit calculated. So Maya Angelou got us a witty. She's witty and quick anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think that, but she wants somebody that's like her homegirl got her back on all sides. Okay. I, the first name came to mind is Oprah. I don't know why. I thought the same thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So God, I just saw that as being her, her, hers. And then Aretha, Aretha want a man that's like a, a sh- kind of a shit talker. <laughs> that out but she wants somebody that's going to be talking a whole bunch of stuff and just kind of keeping it really lively okay. but respectful and this person could be living or living or no longer with us or no longer with us so for some reason i see aretha franklin picking richard pryor oh you know i never would have thought of that but that makes so much sense <laughs> and i would want to go to that game like i would want to watch <laughs> I would. Right? Would that be funny? Yeah. Would that be funny? I love that. I see that as a painting. You know how you see those dogs playing poker? I can see that being like a painting. Like, they are just all around this glorious, rich table. They all up in that winery of of Catherine Johnson and and James Baldwin playing space. (laughs) (laughs) I envision envision it. I I see things that we're imagining. I'm like... (laughs) Love that one. That was really good, Ashley. I'm glad you like it. Super um, creative. It was fun. It was fun. It was a good laugh. Laughter heals. It's medicine right now, right? Medicine for the soul. Yes, for sure. I love it. All right. So we have our James Baldwin and Katherine Johnson winery. We have a spade game with Maya Angelou and Aretha Franklin. And we have a candle company with Madam TJ Walker and Big Pun. Yes. All right. There you go. Fire and ice. Fire and ice. Catch us next time on Incense and Whiskey. In the meantime, take a breath, have a sip.